All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crossroads uh, PlayStation Podcast for Boss Rush Games. I am one of your hosts, Leron Dawkins, here, and pressing square right beside me this week is the PlayStation Doctor, Austin Campbell. What's up? Uh, what's, what's, what's going on with that Vita tonight? How you doing? How's it doing? It's looking kind of lonely. I'm not going to lie. Kind of lonely? Doesn't need, yeah. a, doesn't, need, doesn't need the presence of the PlayStation 5? Doesn't need that? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it'd be a good companion piece. I think it, that's what it's looking for. <laughs> it's ready for Herboxia Two, new space twin stick space shooter that's coming yeah, out. I love it's ready the, for. I love the fact that there are still new games coming out for that thing. Yep. It's, it's 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 insane. I love it. And uh, my aunt is a witch. Is another game coming out for it. <laughs> I, I don't know what some, it is. But I'm gonna get some, it. It's an anime game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Typo Queen, Nelly Galat has the week off, but don't worry, we have a full panel for you guys tonight here. This week we have a special guest joining us uh, to talk about PlayStation All Things Gaming. Please welcome one of the co-hosts from Boss Rush Power Block Brigade, Dan Murphy. How you guys doing tonight? Thanks for having me, Lauren. Oh yeah, well yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks. Also, also back in the hot seat and returning to join us tonight is the Bravo Redfield, right. Douglas Bravo. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so you let's, didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just couldn't stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's like that song, you know. I tried so hard, <laughs> but I couldn't get away. <laughs> so what's going on guys How, how's y'all how's y'all week man i know it's only tuesday but you know like people could have had a turbulent monday you know sunday could have been you know like a uh, you know whatever what do they call it a snootful is that is that one of the terms i've heard people use yeah <laughs> is that even a word i don't even know it's, it's a it's a it's a country word as far as i can tell like, <laughs> not, not not for my country but you know as someone from the country, I've never heard anything of that nature. <laughs> it might be it might be a Virginia thing. Then I don't I don't know I don't know. Like I like I live in Virginia. I don't know if I necessarily claim it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Cybermania is upon us. Uh, it's the run up to the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, and a lot of gamers are getting foamy mouth just waiting for the most hotly anticipated game release from CD Projekt Red. Also, the Game Awards is happening this week, and while we're not going to talk about the Game Awards in depth, or or you know just you know, do we need to give Jeff Keighley's love child that type of attention tonight? Do we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we can if we want. Oh really? Okay. All right. Well, maybe. maybe. Only, only because I know you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like it's like you just drag me into it, kicking and screaming, <laughs> don't you, man? <laughs> uh, but you know what? The cool thing is, like, our big topic tonight are we're going to talk about what makes a good game that hot commodity. You know, that game that everybody must play. You know, that that typical thing. Uh, so uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get started. Let's do the housekeeping real fast. All right, so this is episode 15 of Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast of the Boss Rush Games. Each week we come together to bring you the latest news, the latest news, rumors, games, and discussions in the world of PlayStation. Crossroads is live here on twitch.tv slash exodus803, uh, Tuesday evenings at 8.30 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are glad for every single one of you out there that can join us and be a part of the conversation. If you're unable to join us live, be sure to head over to youtube.com slash Games or any of your podcast services every Thursday to listen to the show. Uh, remember to like, share, rate, subscribe, and review us wherever you check out our show. It helps us out immensely with our discoverability. And also, be sure to check out our family of podcast shows available on BossRushGames.com. Uh, all right, so... Before we get into the nice news and events, here are some blurbs, uh, some PlayStation blurbs the Crossroads crew thought you might be interested in. Uh, we start off with, we start off with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 preloads for PS4 and PC begins rolling out. Yes, you know what? I I I, I sent you guys the picture in the chat. Like I, as soon as I saw the preload button on Steam for Cyberpunk, I was like, uh, there goes there goes 58 gigs of my hard drive. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> fully download, and then it'll be like, oh, canceled. <laughs> it's gonna call. <laughs> I, I I will lose I will lose my mind. I, let's, put it, let's put it that way. I will lose my freaking mind. <laughs> what made you choose uh, getting it on PC over a console? Uh, because I put because I put a lot of money into upgrading my PC. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, honestly, Cyberpunk was I, Cyberpunk was the uh, was was the thing for me. Like it was it was my next big purchase. Uh, because let me see, because my, my big purchase before that was um was Monster Hunter for for PC. Like I got that one on PS4 when it came out because there was a there was a launch disparity between the console and the PC version. There was a nine month gap between between the console version coming out and the PC version coming out. Even though they announced, even though they announced like consoles and PCs, but they didn't say that the PC version was going to be delayed until right around February when the game launched, right before the game was going to launch. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that kind of I felt like uh, that uh, that kind of that kind of ruffled my feathers just a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the uh, but the, but the Cyberpunk twenty seven seven preload has officially begun rolling out on PS four along with the PC version, uh, which is available on GOG and Steam. For PlayStation gamers, beware. The Cyberpunk 27 preload weighs in at 102 gigabytes, depending on what region you're in. That has a lot of hard drive space, and just imagine, like, I, the PS5, the the PS5 is hard drive is gonna get chewed up on that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm glad it's only at 58 gigs on on PC. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Next, well, well, at least maybe you won't need another game. It'll be so good you won't need another game for a while. Yeah, you, you, you won't have to worry about the hard drive. You know, you know, it's weird. Like they're like they can't figure out like right now is like is it like a twenty hour game? Is it a one hundred hour game? Is it a one hundred and eighty hour game? No one, no one can nail it down because I guess everyone's still messing with the with the early review copies and they've only been able to play like twenty five hours at max if I'm not, not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, like one of those games that there's going to be so much to do, but maybe the main story is like a thirty-hour run through. Yeah, right. Who, yeah. who the hell is going to do that? Yeah, <laughs> I already, I already have a feeling. I already have a feeling because like it, 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 has the RPG. It has the RPG elements to it. I already have a feeling that a lot of your time is going to be spent grinding. There's going to be there's going to be significant amounts of side side quests and stuff to do, but a lot of your time is going to be spent grinding. Which because I've been seeing some of the early reviews and some of the early uh, 
some of the early uh what is it the early the early impressions of it and a lot of people are saying like you immediately get hit with like with whiplash from all the selections you have to do like as soon as you get to the actual start of the game and I'm, when i say the start of the game i'm talking about past the the prologue part of the game you know the stuff that we saw in that 45 minute uh that 45 minute playthrough that um that mm -hmm. cd project red did a while back we see we see past that stuff um but yeah uh so I already feel like I already feel like even though like the games might be beatable in a set amount of time, I have I already have a feeling I'm probably gonna be playing that game for like probably until Monster Hunter Rise comes out next next year in March. <laughs> now I have to ask. I, I assume we're all gonna play this game at some point in some time. Is there anyone not interested in this game? It's not gonna be day one for me because I want to clear a little bit of backlog. But yeah. I am. I, I think it's gonna be a Christmas Christmas gift to myself. Um. Probably gonna wait a bit because I'm mm. playing through. A bunch of How long do you think you'll spend in the character creation? <laughs> how long estimated time? How long do you think you'll spend? Because I feel like I can spend almost 30, 45 minutes, and that's only if I'm dedicating. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm the opposite. Like anytime you have to customize your character, I just like mash through it, and I have the most like generic character ever because I always just want to play the game. I am, I am the same way. I will use the default character, and I'm, I'm like, I need to just get started. I will use the default yeah. character in a quickness. I won't even change his name. If his name's already in there, let's say it saves me it saves me two seconds to keep from having to punch punch the name in. The name is just so, player so if, for all so, of the wrong characters. So if his name is Bob, you're just gonna leave it. Hey, his Bob. name his name will be Bob Absolutely. because because Bob, because guess what? Like all the uh, all the text and all that stuff is gonna say his name. No, we can't be guaranteed he's gonna say, you know, like whatever name you put in there. So you put like we can't guarantee he's gonna he's gonna be called Steve. We can't be guaranteed he's gonna be called Boom Shakalaka. So you know we might as well just keep the default name. Shakalaka, I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, our next blurb. Uh Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game uh the game, complete edition. Jeez. Why why do they do this to me? They, they put like nineteen words and, and twenty thousand syllables, you know, in their game title now, and it's, it's like the hardest thing for me to pronounce without, you know, getting tongue tied. Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the World, the game, complete edition, PlayStation 4 release date, confirmed for January. There we go. <laughs> Ubisoft has confirmed on the official Scott Pilgrim Facebook page that Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete. I'm I'm done saying that. <laughs> will we'll release for PS4 on January 14th, 2021. The game was really set for a holiday 2020 release, but situations affected it, having the developers make a slight adjustment to the launch. Uh, releasing for PS4 on the game, it will all uh, releasing for PS4. The game will also be available on PS5 through backwards compatibility. Which, you know, I'm always here for. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait. You know what? I'm, I'm super mean, excited. Here's my here's my thing about this. Like it's cool that it, it is being released as a um, as a download game, but they need to do like a limited run run games on it so I can have a, so I can have a physical uh, edition of it because yeah. uh because I was pissed because you know um when it was out on PS3, I had it I did not. I did not have a chance to beat it, and then, um, mm -hmm. I did something. I need. I needed some hard drive space. Yeah, I needed like the the whole nine hundred something, right. something gig, <laughs> something something megabytes of space that the game took up. And then they took it off the store, and I couldn't re-download it, so I never beat it. <laughs> did you ever check your downloads? Uh, 
what my you, when you say my downloads, what do you mean? The like my save in the PlayStation Network. In the PlayStation Network, no, no, no. you can go view your downloads on the PS3, and whatever you downloaded before they took out of the store, you can still download. Okay, no, I wasn't. I wasn't in that frame of mind back when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all i know is all i know is usually when they remove it from the store if you if you if you do not have it physically on your system at the time you can't get it back so as everyone learned with pt <laughs> yeah well P- pt was like a cd order almost like it's just like it was just <laughs> yeah. like, i, I still over. have pt on my ps4 so on your ps4 yeah, yeah it, was PS4. It, on- it was ps4 i don't know why i was thinking ps4 yeah the ps3 you have an opportunity whatever um games that you've bought that were either already taken out of the store, like, say, for example, Marvel vs. Capcom Origins. They pulled that out of the store completely, along with Marvel vs. Capcom 2, when Disney bought out Marvel. And Capcom had no longer, you know, was no longer using the license for Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, if you had it already downloaded onto your, um, your, your PS3, you, and you took it off of your PS3, you can re-download it. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, like, com- I don't know how to feel about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World coming back to the PS4, especially on the grounds that it just feels like um, they're just putting everything that they had on the PS3 and just moving it to the PS4. When I, you know, I want more out of it. But if all we're getting is uh, knives, uh, we're getting all the DL- we're getting all the DLC. Yeah, yeah, knives, Wallace, and then the the multiplayer drop in. You know, I'm like, well, Doug, I'm Doug, just, Doug, you do realize the game, the day and age we're in with video games right now. Everything is coming back in some form, shape, or another. Everything is coming back. You know, now, but I I, w- I was expecting a little bit more. Oh, no, oh from from Ubisoft? Come on, yeah. Now. Come uh, on now. The reason uh, Ubisoft probably would, but when it got announced, the creator Scott Pilgrim's like, "All right, it's coming back. Stop asking me about it." Like that was his tweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I think he was ready to move on for this thing. I think it was over. I personally love Scott Pilgrim. I love the movie. I love the comics. I love all of it. I I actually am holding out. And not buying it because they are Edgar Wright who produced the movie. Uh, he said that they are doing more stuff, and so they're going to have a special edition soundtrack coming out, ten year anniversary. So there's still a chance that there could be a limited run option on there, which I would 100 percent buy. Like I would, I would I'm love gonna, to buy that, but I'm going to hold out too. But I'm going to pay attention to the PlayStation blog just to make sure if I see mm-hmm. news like Scott Pilgrim is leaving, then I'm like, okay, it's time for me. To yeah. Leave. It's time for me to do this. <laughs> well, and if it's like uh, the Hobbit or anything like that, it'll just you don't get a warning. It just got took it off. It just got yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you might not be able to do that either. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marvelous First Studio is recruiting for PS5 and Xbox Series X games. Okay. So so just 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 stick with me for a second here because some people might not recognize that name right off the bat. Uh, First Studio at Marvelous. That's actually the name of the studio. First Studio is the name of the developer, and Marvelous is the the parent company. Is actively recruiting new staff to work on multiple action RPG product product projects <clears throat> for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, and next gen consoles. Next gen consoles. It sounds like we just alluded to like the Switch Pro coming. 
Oh yeah, we did a whole speculation episode last oh, night. Oh, did so you? I, I, I missed you guys last night. By the way, I, I'm sorry. I, I usually we didn't, we didn't go live. So oh, you didn't? Okay, okay, okay. Now, Dan, do you really think it's coming in April? Oh yeah, absolutely. I told like it's Ed going I'd, to be Dan, in my hands. In April. I told Ed I'd eat my shoe if it doesn't come. Dan in April. was he? Dan Dan has been oh, Dan wow. has been the main cheerleader for it coming out in spring of, of 2021. I can oh, see yeah. the announce, but coming out, that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's coming out. <laughs> now, are we going to get this is the Switch? Is the Switch pro- this is that shoe, though? Yeah. I was looking at the shoe like, recipes a week ago, but then after talking about it last night, I'm like, you know what? My shoe is safe. My shoe is happy. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Damn. Know, I, I feel like if. If they don't announce the the Switch Pro coming out in April, or if it doesn't show up, I feel like Dan's gonna walk his way all the way up to Nintendo America and have a few words with. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's 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 Ed. You haven't met Ed yet, but Ed is Ed is hardcore like that, and we also we also believe that Ed has dirt on like on like high high ranking officials at Nintendo because <laughs> because I swear to you, sometimes he will say stuff, and then like a month later, it's happening, and it's like, how do you know that? Like, does it have anything to do when um, No More Heroes just dropped the way that it did onto um, the Switch? Uh, See, I don't know about that particular one. All I know is, like, he's just got an uncanny knack for just, like, for just for just seriously like calling some stuff out or 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 predictiating things, and all of a sudden it's it it, predictiating it it shows up, yeah. All right, so uh, so first studio uh, handled many games and marvelous, such as Damon X Machina, which has gotten mixed reviews, but but uh, but still seems to be a pretty decent sell for the for the Switch. Uh, the Fate Stella series, which a lot of people know, um, as well as Soul, the Soul Sacrifice series, which um, that was the first game I, I the first game I came into that was on the PS Vita. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was supposed to be my Monster Hunter replacement, but it didn't quite it didn't quite fit the bill. Uh, it also it also participated in the development of God Eater Three, which is also another good series for Bandai Namco, and the um and and yeah, that's pretty much that. So yeah, so if you guys if you guys know anyone's looking for a job and can and can program and develop, uh, hey, let them know. Like marvelous <laughs> first year, marvelous is looking. <clears throat> All right, and our last blurb: uh, Activision is suing Netflix for allegedly stealing their chief financial officer. I saw this. This is like some mafia move or something like that. Like, yeah, not stole an idea, not stole a product, not stole blueprints. You stole, you stole a, a whole person. person. You stole a whole person, and we're coming after you. You <laughs> sound like some uh, another day in the office because <laughs> I'm sure there's been some times that you you be in the workplace and then some out of nowhere. The, you know, Joe Schmo that you're working with got offered a job at your rival company and he's getting paid more than, than what you are and you're just like... Uh, this is a uh, this is a common occurrence in the NBA. So, all right. Activision Blizzard has announced that they are filing a lawsuit against Netflix for allegedly poaching their chief financial officer back in 2018. According to the company, Spencer Newman uh, resigned from Activision on from Activision on December 31st, 2018, and two days later announced his new CFO position at Netflix. <laughs> This is despite signing a three-year contract with Activision that would have ended on April 30th, 2020. 
so uh, I I have I have questions here, but I think the main question is is like was he just tired of Activision's bullshit or or did Netflix give him a serious check? <laughs> I think both. And Activision Blizzard has been, like, going way down lately. I mean, they shut down a wing of their branch last year. Yeah. And I think, like, another one's coming up on shutting down. So he's like, I better get out of here before I don't get a paycheck, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I mean, severance packages are nice and stuff, but you still got to make sure you got a steady income after that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, to get this to get the scoop on all these blurbs, uh, links have been provided in our Twitch stream chat. Go check them out, and then continue the conversation with us on our Twitter page at ps underscore crossroads. All right. So before we get into the uh, the news and topics for tonight, we have some questions from our followers. So uh, how do we want to do this, uh, Austin? Because we're moving we moved this from the back of the show to the, to the basically the front of the show. How do we want to do this? I mean, we just do the questions, right? Is that what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right uh let's all right well you, you know need what? the questions is is that what you're telling me okay or you no, got no. them right uh yeah i got them i got them okay i got them all right so uh so you know what uh all right so our very own celeste uh at fairy crypt uh asked us which PlayStation exclusive series do you think needs some love on the PlayStation 5 i'm going to continue to say this jack and Daxter. I am going to continuously say this until it comes into being. Like I turned on the store the other day and all three all four Jack games are on there. You know, you can you can download them and play them via emulation, you know, on PS5. But you know, where's the new one at? You know, like uh like is is Jack and Daxter still a naughty dog franchise, by the way? Yes. <laughs> so they they still Naughty Dog still has a tight hold on all the Well, I tell you what, they better slow down on some Last of Us and give me some damn Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I will, we'll get up. into that later, actually, though. <laughs> I have a theory on that. Wasn't Jack and Daxter part of the uh, that like PlayStation announcement, the PS5 announcement, and they showed all the games? And they had like a new Jack and Dexter game, or am I making that up? That was Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that was Ratchet and Clank. Gotcha. It's funny because Ratchet and Clank has actually outlived Jack and Dexter, and they and they came out about the same time. I want to say they came out within the same calendar year. Yeah. Uh, and um and and Ratchet and Clank has always been a good series, but I don't know. Like I guess I guess like my whole because I played Jack and Dexter first. That's where my bias went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my bias is on Ratchet and Clank. I I I, oh, I adore love, those I, games. I, I love but Ratchet I, and Clank. I like Jack and Daxter too. Yeah, and Sly Cooper. Shout out to Sly Cooper as well. Oh yeah, Sly. <laughs> you know, I don't think Sly Cooper is dead either. But um, isn't Sly Cooper like multi console now? Haven't they gotten to the point where they're they're, uh, they're multiple platform now? No, it's it's Sucker Punch. Okay, so, so, okay. So yeah, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch had the um had it, and then Sanzaro Games made the last uh Sly Cooper game. Uh, Thieves in Time, mm -hmm. but then Sanzaru got bought by Amazon. So right now, it I think it went back to to Sucker Punch, but mm -hmm. it's still all on Sony what they want to do because um, Thieves in Time didn't really do too well on sales, which is why they never got the DLC that was supposed to come out along with um, Thieves in Time. And all that, like the the idea was there to make it crossplay from the PS3 to the Vita, 
But, you know, like, I do want another Sly Cooper game. But So Sly time, Cooper will be the Amazon Luna exclusive. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might be, but or it might have gone back to um, Sucker Punch and whatever they decide to do with the... Um, with it, we'll go from there because they was the Sly Cooper. They still makes cameos in games. Like they have a a Sly Cooper set in Ghost of Tsushima, so that means that they haven't forgotten about the game. And in um and in Infamous Second Son, they have um like little tidbits from Sly Cooper in there. Well, yeah, that's that's right because the um pre- now I'm thinking about the precursor or orbs show up in um in the, in the Uncharted games. I remember, I, yeah. So there's still callouts. Uh, Austin, did you? I have- want resistance. That's yes, it. I want resistance. I'm I'm Insomniac. I know has to make Spider-Man now, and I know they They're got Ratchet Clank, but they're a big company. They can they can do it. They can make a resistance, or at least give it to Blue Point and let them remaster one, two, and three. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome, actually. Um, but, uh, down the list. You know, you, know, you know what other game I wouldn't mind seeing? I wouldn't mind seeing Pat Rapper the Rapper Return. No. <laughs> or no. No. Yes. The second yes. one was so bad. It was <laughs> exactly was so yeah. It, yeah. That's one of those games that like I really like in the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. But I think if I went back and played it, I'd be like, uh, oh god, this is terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> I no, no, no. I leave it in the past where it belongs. That's how I. That's yeah. how I felt with the PS3 version. <laughs> I played it on uh, the PS4 when they when they released it. When they re-released it, it. I was like, yeah. Oh uh, no! This is not. I should have done this. I should have done this. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we can always ask for a Legacy of Kane game. What's Legacy. wait? What studio was that? I, I forget. I think it was like Edios or something like that. I think, I think that whole I think that whole wing is just done though. Like I I don't think I don't think none of those guys are are still around. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking of Kane and Lynch. So, oh. Ooh. There were Silicon Knights, and then um, they were uh, Crystal Dynamics, mm-hmm. and uh, Edio, yeah, Edios um, Interactive. Yeah, they had a bunch of different people work on there. I know Silicon Knights is no more, but um, yeah, Edios and I think Crystal Dynamics are still around. Well, I just got I, I just got swallowed in the Square Enix. Oh, so yeah. it's a square. And Crystal so Dynamics whatever. made the uh, Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if it got swallowed into um, Square Enix, then it's a Square Enix game. So it's whatever Square wants to do. Yeah. All right. So Dan, before we ask you what what uh, what what franchise you would come back, uh, what's your PlayStation pedigree like? I, I I forgot to ask you that at the beginning of the show. Um, I've always been like a two system guy. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has always been my primary system, and then Nintendo has been my backup system. Until the Switch came out. Now the Switch is like my primary because I travel a lot for work, so I bring it everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, Makes sense. And I haven't, I haven't been able to play PlayStation 4 as much as I want to, so I've only really played the hits and not really dove into <laughs> a lot of the um, backlog of PS4. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a big PlayStation guy, so. All right. Um, and the one I want to bring back is Legend of Dragoon. That was, like, one of my favorite <sighs> Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, when um, 
when um I was when I was big into modding the PSP and stuff like that, like that was the that was one of the first games that I actually like that I actually like flashed to the memory card to be able to play because uh, at the at the at that time I don't even I still don't think Legend of Dragoon was actually playable. Like they actually released it for PSP. I could be wrong. If anyone out in the audience uh in the Twitch chat knows uh, like like please let me know. I don't remember for sure, but I don't remember buying it, you know, later. I remember I had to make my own ROM for it. But that's a good one, and I I love the combat system. Yeah, like it was so good. I don't know why we never saw it again. The story was great. Um, I mean, I don't know if it holds up well because this game came out in the '90s. But <laughs> like, that's a game I would love to see revamped. And I'm a big fan of JRPGs, so yeah, bring bring back Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to Medieval because the remaster came out. Um, and the remaster crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, you that got you got you got a fan out there, and the, you got a fan out there in the chat, by the way, Dan. <laughs> he's he, he's liking what you're putting down about Legend of the Dragoon. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, uh, all right. So, our next question is from um, is from our our very own Logan. We miss you, guy. Uh, right, Austin. We miss him, right? No. <laughs> I still have to see him every week. I don't, I don't have time to miss him. <laughs> Alright, Logan Logan asks, what game what game didn't need a sequel? So many games are deserving of sequels, but some games shouldn't have had one an, another one come after it. What are they? Ooh. Mm. Uh, man, you, you know, I, I say this all the time. I, I say this all the time with like Hollywood movies. You know, like there's certain there's movies that should not have gotten a sequel, and then you know we get a sequel, and there's like this monster that should not have been you know yanked up out of the ground and whatnot. But but with gaming, I feel like I feel like it's hard because even 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 stinkers. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I take that back. Um, the uh, what was the game? It was the um, army of army of two. The first game was okay. The first game was okay, but I do not believe that yeah. it should have gotten a sequel. What was the sequel? The fortieth day. Uh, no, there was, was that one. I thought, and, uh, I Devil's Cartel. Devil's Cartel. That was a sequel. Yeah. Hmm. The problem. And the, I got it because they said Big Boy and Bob was going to be in it, and they were <laughs> for two seconds, <laughs> and then they were out. Yeah. Uh, the, the difficult part about this question is like typically a game comes out, right? And they see all the flaws with it and they kind of fix it and they build upon their first game to make the second game better, right? Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the tough part of, of this question. I think the only thing I can come up with was I th- there was a second Parasite Eve and that game was crap and I loved the first game. You know what? That that's a good one too. Honestly, uh, Parasite Eve, in my opinion, in my opinion, deserves a sequel, but it doesn't seem to have gotten the correct sequel. <laughs> yeah, um, or just something that was like really similar to the first. Game yeah, with how the with the battle system. Worked. Yeah, the game. Yeah, the battle system was 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 just completely different. It was like, uh, why? we haven't seen anything like it since that game yeah. either. No, you know, like I would love to saw, see something like no, that. No, they they came out with the. Uh, a third game, the third birthday, but no one talks about it because of how godforsaken. Well, a, a lot of people couldn't even play it because it was on a system that most people refused to buy. <laughs> yeah, it was on the the the, PS- PS- the PSP. Yeah, and I'm just like, 
you know. I missed like, the out PSP on the PSP. Yeah, so did I. I didn't have a PSP either. That was the one console I missed. I had, I've, I've had, I've had every Sony handheld. It's not like they've had many, but I've had every Sony handheld so far. And if they, they decide to make a new, a new handheld or a new Vita or whatever they want to call it, I will probably get that one too. hundred yeah, percent. Was, was Crisis Core good? Yeah, Crisis Core was good. Core was okay. As a matter of fact, Crisis Core is probably the best out of all those Final Fantasy VII project games they they made after the original Final Fantasy VII it released. Yeah. Because Dirge Cerberus was wasn't wasn't it? This dude said uh, Mario Party in the chat, and I don't appreciate the disrespect of Mario Party. <laughs> Except for nine and ten, they no, suck. No, no, no. Mario <laughs> Mario Kart should, Mario Kart shouldn't have yeah. been the sequel. Hold what? on. Get out of here. Get out of here. Look, I'm out. Fair, I'm out. See you later. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Look, to be fair, Square Enix was in an experimental phase when they were trying out Dirge of Cerberus. So they had they they wanted to see what they can do with one specific character. No, of, no, 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 no. They milked they milked everybody's love of Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. And then they and then they repeated they repeated that love that everyone they they repeated that abuse of everyone's love with Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy XIII and they damn near try to repeat that abuse of everybody's love for Final Fantasy XV but I guess they're like, you know what, we need to make a new game so that's why we have sixteen coming out next year. Uh, the exploitation on Final Fantasy XV was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. They were expecting everybody to just love this game so much yeah. that we have to watch animes before the game came out. We had to watch a movie so the story made sense and it was like, and now now we have to download DLC to see what happens when, like, Gladio's like, hey, yeah, I'll see you later. He's gone for a chapter. <laughs> that <laughs> game drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish people liked Final Fantasy IX as much as they liked Seven. Uh, I love Nine. It's my favorite Final Fantasy. So it's mine. I feel like it, I feel it's too retro. I, I think I said this in a previous show. Like, I, I, I love – yeah, I actually said it when we, when we talked about the, uh, the uh, initial – from Final Fantasy 16, where I was like, I think I might have a hard time because it's completely medieval. It's back to like its fantasy roots, and I'm, I'm more of the I'm more of the 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 techno fantasy, like the the mixture of technology and fantasy. This is what that's why that's why games like Final Fantasy 6, VI, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8 to a certain degree. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, Mamoru's not in the chat tonight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, but for the most part, those games, uh, you know, like I feel like I've always had a better connection to those games because you know it's 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 technology and fantasy, and it's easier for me to like it's easier for me to get into a game that has sci-fi elements into it than just complete fantasy elements. That's I I just have a hard time with straight fancy because it's something about my brain can't just latch on to magic, you know. Like it's it it happens because it can happen. It's like no, there's a scientific no, explanation you, you need for some. You need some scientific breakdown. Be like there. Happens. There's a scientific yeah. explanation for how you just threw fire from your hand. Like you tell me. <laughs> but when they go the totally opposite direction, like Final Fantasy 13, like people complain about Final Fantasy 13 and its linearity being its problem. I thought that was the least of its problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I just couldn't get on board with any of the story in Final Fantasy 13. It was or, a it was a bore. Oh, like I watched I watched I, mean, I watched it, a friend play a lot of it. It was a bore. It, it, <laughs> the game had it, it, it. If it was complained about so much, it must have done really good too to have three games. It, no, 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 that's that's not it. Actually, Final Fantasy Thirteen made made great numbers in initial sales because it was the next Final Fantasy game and the base wanted a Final Fantasy game. But 
the sequels that came out following it were very lackluster in sales. Like it didn't, it didn't do anything. You know, Square Enix has enough money, in, you know, in, in in the coffers that you know they can they can throw out a couple of stinkers back to back and not and not really be hurt. I heard the sequels got better, but they I did. was never willing. To Lightning Returns is the better. Of, yeah, of that's the third one, right? Yeah, like I've heard and that's actually like a good game. Yeah, it's it's like oh, there's a game here now. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Final Fantasy game here now. Now I can play Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> now to go back to the question, and I'm going to say something a little controversial, but I, I don't mean it in a bad way, mm-hmm. and that's Last of Us. I didn't want a sequel to Last of Us. I didn't want it. I wanted it to be the end of that. I thought it was you a great what? game by itself. You know what? Now that we have okay. a sequel. That's a that's a good that's a good conversation that's a good conversation point because and 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 I agree with you Austin completely I feel like Last of Us should have been broken down into like a series of some sort to where it's not a series hold on yes just throw me one (laughs) what do you get bread but anyways um, but anyways I feel like since. HBO Max is getting ready to do a Last of Us series. I feel like the game itself, because it it, it shouldn't have had a, a sequel, more or less, but they should have done something to kind of build up to where it can catch the attention of people. Here's, of- here's, my, here's my main reasons why I feel like The Last of Us should not have had a sequel. Uh, first, starting off with the way the first game ended was was brilliant. It was it was one of, it was one of the best endings I've seen in a video game ever. And you know, and I will say this about I will say this. It doesn't matter if it's movies, television shows, uh, you know, video games. The ending is sometimes the hardest thing to stick. Like you know, like it's it's like it's like being it's like being in gymnastics. Like 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 everything you do doesn't matter if you can't stick the landing. And that's basically how endings are. So, you know, The Last of Us ending was brilliant. And it left it and, and it left room for the imagination. It, it left me thinking, you know what? I'm happy with the way this resolves. But, you know, my headcanon already has this and this and this going on. And, you know, it's perfect. Now, the other reason why I say that the, um, that the game should not have gotten a sequel is because Neil Druckmann said as soon as they had finished the game and, it, you know, like it got it got all of its awards and stuff that, you know, he was he was moving on. He was ready. He they, they had no plans for a sequel because they had not thought anything out of the story. So that was a lie. <laughs> no, 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 you know, no, no, Sony no. Was like, no, 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 I, be- <laughs> I believe, I believe him because like, because the last of us was like, was like his baby. Yeah. I believe, I, be- I believe him when he says he had no plans for a sequel. I believe him when he says that now my, that might just be my blind adoration for the guy or whatnot, but as a writer, because I write and, um, it, I haven't written anything serious in a long time, but as a writer, I, I used to write stuff, and there were there were stories I got to, and I was like, you know what, this is it, this is the end, and and never came back to those characters. Uh, 
some characters may have gotten borrowed into a new story, but you know it wasn't it wasn't about them. But as a writer, you know when you turn around and say like you're done with something, like nine times out of ten you're truly done with it because you know you feel like you've done what you've invested in for these characters to get up off the ground. And and the Last of Us, what what was perfect about the Last of Us, and I feel like we're about to be just the Last of Us show now instead of the Cyberpunk oh, show, man. which which might be a change for a night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The the good thing about the hope Neil Druckmann isn't watching. <laughs> hey, 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 I need a job. I, I need a writing job. Well <laughs> Hey, I, I love Neil Druckmann, okay? I just didn't think like, hey, you didn't need another one. Hey, you hey, didn't need to. We, but now that we got we one, just needed, we, play it. <laughs> we just need to negotiate a contract so you know my my, my current job doesn't come after us. <laughs> but uh but one of the one of the amazing things about The Last of Us, in my in my serious opinion, is the fact that we saw character growth and development from not just one character, but from three different characters in that game. And, you know, as we played the game, we saw things that happened to Joel, we saw things that happened to Ellie, and we saw things that happened with uh, with what's her name that he left behind, uh, you know, at the compound to start taking Ellie on the journey. We've, we 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 saw all this growth and all uh, you know all this and all these characters and stuff like that. And video games don't always get. As a matter of fact, I want to say the bulk of a lot of video games, you never see actual character growth and development while you're playing a game. You just see, oh, this guy's a badass, and all he's gonna do is shoot and kill stuff. Or you see this, or you see this woman, she's good at sneaking around and doing things, and you know that's her thing. You know, you don't really see growth, and that's why I feel like The Last of Us One is a masterpiece. Um, I have The Last of Us Two. I'll eventually start playing it, but Cyberpunk is coming, so it probably get played next summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting just so I could play it on PS5 because I didn't want my PS4 screaming and acting like a jet plane at me while I play it. But I, I'm, I'm really, really excited for the game. I've been spoiled to death about it, unfortunately. I, I mean, it just, it was everywhere. Like you couldn't avoid it if you really I'm wanted sorry. to. When, when, when the leaks dropped. That was just to me. I'm like, that's this is the end of this. this Doug, series. you know, you, you know, yeah. every time I talk to you, you always bring up the leaks. Did you look at the leaks, Doug? Yes. Okay. I <laughs> now, I, now I understand your complete disdain for the game, and I because I remember, I, I, I remember I looked, telling I looked you at the leak. Look, I looked at the leaks. I watched people play. It. I made my own decision. I watched people get bullied in groups for not wanting to play the game, and the 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 way that they were bullied. Oh. You know, you probably can't afford the game. That's why you're hating on the Oh, game. no. That's Ouch. yeah, that's terrible. Like, I've seen people throw that around. Fucking shame people for not wanting to spend 60 bucks on a game that they just feel probably after watching a bit of the story or something or getting wind of the leaks, they're like, I'm not spending my money on that. Mm. You know? Like... I feel like there's, this... Go ahead. there's there's more than one way to go about it, but if you like the game, I'm not going to shame you. That's fine. You like the game, mm -hmm. but don't jump on me or anyone else that doesn't want to throw their money on a game that they feel is it worth their time. That they you know they could probably spend their money on something else like Ghost of Tsushima, mm -hmm. um, or or Sekiro, you know. Um, and don't just sit here and just assume I'm, I'm broke and don't have, have the money to spend at home. Obviously, if I'm a gamer, I'm going to have money to spend, mm. you know? Like, we're all supposed to be in this together, but 
there's some sort of cancer that comes along with it that you guys can't, you know, fucking. It's like I said. It's like I said earlier. Like the gaming community is hyper toxic. It's 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 incredible. It's incredible. It's, how- just like, it's such a small minority, but they're so vocal that that's what you see. Yeah, you most. see it all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have I have so many friends that game and are part of just like love their the games that they play. And you don't hear from any of them. They don't even know what the hell goes on on Twitter. <laughs> right? You know yeah. What I mean? so, oh, like, they they live they live in... out of the equation. There's no toxicity in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that was good. And you know what? That was actually a good segue into our first news and events topic for the night. And that is Neil Druckmann has been promoted to co-president of Naughty Dog. Uh, so yes. Uh, so. That's a big congratulations for that guy right there. You know, I, I, you know, it's not like I know everybody that's at Naughty Dog, but I can't think of someone who doesn't deserve it more. <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look at you being, <laughs> look, look at you being the philosopher. Which, 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 which Resident Evil character said that? <laughs> None. <laughs> I've never heard a Resident Evil character say that. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, Neil Druckmann, <laughs> as you all know, was the creative director of Uncharted Four and The Last of Us Parts One and Two. Uh, Druckmann has been serving as the vice president of Naughty Dog for almost three years. So this is a this this is a nice. Uh, tenure to get a promotion off of like three years like some people some people are at companies for their entire career before they get that high up on, on up the yeah. chain yeah uh naughty dog president evan evan wells had this to say about it we've had such an incredible we have such an incredible team at naughty dog and being able to work alongside each and every one of them is especially especially meaningful these days i feel proud of the team when i'm able to recognize their accomplishments and contributions to the studio please join me in giving them all a big congratulations uh Druckmann, uh via twitter uh also commented on his promotion uh about the role that he'll be uh, he'll be having with the company saying that he'll continue writing and directing at the studio while helping to mentor the next wave of creators you know what i like this statement because it almost kind of feels like uh like casey hudson and um and uh mark darrow's uh uh, statement it's similar even though they were saying that they're moving on from from a company they've been with for for 20 years um things like that with uh with the whole them leaving uh bioware and stuff like that but this kind of rings in the same like he's moving from a different position into a higher position but he's saying that he's also looking forward to working with the ta- with the next wave of talent that's coming into the companies and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty cool uh, Druckmann's promotion also saw a couple of others getting a good job change as well with uh, Allison Mori and Christian Gerling filling the role that Neil left behind as co-vice presidents of Naughty Dog. Uh, Mori was previously the Naughty Dog director of operations while Gerling was previously co-director of programming. So yeah, um, I'm curious. Do you guys think that the, that the promotion came after, after Last of Us starting to sweep all these award shows? I mean, it, it, Naughty Dog and Last of Us got six golden joysticks a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and Game Awards is right around the corner, and we're pretty sure like it's going to – I'm not going to say it's going to get a grand slam and stuff like that, but it's going to get a couple of awards. I mean, it's a possibility, you know. I think it was a long time coming. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Everything, everything he touches goes to gold. Why not make him the co-president? Yeah, yeah. And and actually, you know what? Being the creative director of Uncharted Four, that says something because he took over that spot after Amy Hennig stepped down and went to EA to work with uh to work with uh Visceral Games for the start. Wait, was for, um was she the original writer for Uncharted for yep. the first three games? Yeah. Oh, so she stepped down. Like I heard otherwise. She, she left. No, she left. No, she left. Night. She didn't get asked, as far as I know. She didn't get asked to leave. Um, oh, okay. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, every company that she's been affiliated with, she's left on her own terms. Uh, she she's no longer EA, and she left on her own terms on that. Even though like EA screwed around and you know like killed some things and like a major yeah. <laughs> a major Star Wars project that she was working on now that. that a lot of people were saying it was Uncharted Star Wars, basically, from what they from been gleaming of previews and stuff like that. And, you know, they, EA, they probably gave her a loot box instead of a paycheck. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so, depending on the loot box, it was whatever she got paid. Yeah. <laughs> you could have this paycheck, or you can have the mystery box. <laughs> Well, I gotta go with the mystery box. I mean, the mystery box could be anything. And the mystery, it, could be a, it could be another paycheck. And inside, and inside the mystery box was a was a freaking Funko Pop of Django Fett. <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been um, you know, an, an orange or something. Oh, here's your health care. Happy, you know. I I do think that maybe it was time for. Neil Druckmann to get this job because we don't want to lose him like we lost Amy Hedick. Like, let's make him top dog around here. You know, let's make him like let's make this his whole thing. And now yeah. he he doesn't just look over one game or one aspect. Maybe he can launch into multiple different games. Mm-hmm. So that that to me, I mean, it just sounds like his role is going to get bigger. He's going to get to do have more creative freedom to do what he wants. And yeah. I'm all for it. Um. And even though I haven't played two, just don't make another Last of Us. I feel like <laughs> I feel like move on. <laughs> I mean, look, they're I, they're already getting ready to begin milking the series with an actual HBO well, live that's, action. Well, that's series. that that's yeah. that, that's that's Sony though. That's that's Sony wanting that. You know, like I mean, you know, uh, like like I said, I, I like I said, I still believe the guy when he originally said that he was moving on from Last of Us. So you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next. You know, you know, I think of that meme where um, it's from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," where you got the one guy trying to save the other guy, and then you got Danny DeVito with the stick talking about, "No, you don't." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, is reaching out to a brand new game, and then Sony's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> Actually, so Austin, do you actually like The Last of Us Two? That's the... <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't got to play it yet. Oh, gotcha. I, gotcha. Yeah, I, I really want to though. I I want to play it. I just was, you know, I always thought Last of Us should just stop right there. Yeah, but then yeah. once it was out there, I was like, okay, now I kind of want it. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't played the second one for all the reasons Laurent said earlier about just like it was. It was wrapped up perfectly. And, and yeah. you know, I love the first game from start to finish i even did love the last behind last you know the left left behind last mm-hmm. of us left behind and like i feel like those games alone just kind of defined it in its own way like it didn't really need a sequel it told the story that it needed to about just a couple of people trying to survive and build some sort of relationship all in the process you know like, uh, I felt like the story alone there was perfect. Yep. Agreed. Yep. With you. 
All right, so that was a pretty short news topic. So let's just go right into our next one. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Season 1 has been delayed. All right, did anyone see that coming? Did anyone see that coming? Yes. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. This happened last year with Modern Warfare. Same okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. There was delays for all the seasons, man. Like every, almost every season had a delay. Okay, so so it's a trend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So the news goes: the first season of, the, of new content for Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, as well as Call of Duty Warzone, has been delayed. Uh, Activision editorial manager uh, David Hodgson uh, confirmed that season one has been moved back to from December 10th, which just happens to be the release date for Cyberpunk. To December sixteenth, <laughs> Hodgson explained that for uh, the, uh, that for the unprecedented update to occur, uh, Treyarch is taking a few more days to finalize everything before unleashing the massive drop of new free content to the community. For those needing an idea of the scope of this, this update has been touted as the largest free content drop in Black Ops history. No official word was given on what caused delay, but there was confirmation that COD Warzone is getting a new map as well. Uh, there is some good news, though. In an effort to thank the players for their continued support and patience and to help level up before Season 1, Treyarch will be enabling double XP and double weapon XP in Black Ops Cold War from 10 a.m. Pacific time starting on Saturday, December 12th until launch of Season 1. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Austin, I did secure mm-hmm. myself a copy of a uh, of a uh, Cold oh, yeah? War. Only problem, yeah. only pro- I, I went through Walmart. The only problem is they don't have a damn copy ready for me to pick up yet, so it's paid for, but I don't have it. <laughs> Wait, so you Good bought times. it? I bought it. I bought it for. I, I bought it for online pick. I bought it for for in store pickup. Oh, okay. Um, it said it would be ready by eight p.m. Uh, last night. Uh huh. At seven fifty three p.m. They're like, we're still having trouble processing your order. We will send you an update when it when it's ready for pickup. They still charge you. They already took it out of your mm-hmm. your account and everything. So they got one. They got they they got until tomorrow afternoon, and then I'm cancel the order. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it so? It was sixty dollars because you bought the PS5 it was, version. It was yeah. sixty. It was sixty dollars. Yeah. So because yeah. I, I took your advice, like you buy you buy games and you buy physical copies at Walmart, you get ten dollars off. So I thank you yeah. for that, because uh, <laughs> because um, yeah. my 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 PS5 uh, SSD, you know, is gasping for air right now. Like it won't let me up. It won't let me do an update from Monster Hunter well, because I need space. Call, <laughs> call of Duty. Wow. I mean. Which you're only gonna play the campaign, so you can just yeah. undownload the Warzone part, uh-huh. make sure it doesn't download, because that'll be a big chunk of it. But it's still gonna take quite a bit. Of your wait, wait, wait! Isn't War isn't Warzone the isn't Warzone the one that people play on PC right now? Yeah, Warzone was made with Modern Warfare, but they carried it over to play with Cold See, War. See, I didn't. So know they're that. making Warzone an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. uh, but. The multiplayer and campaign is different. Uh, see, I didn't, I didn't know that because the last, the last Call of Duty game I actively played was uh, Infinite Warfare. Oh yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Advanced Warfare. What was Advanced the one, Warfare. What was the one with Kevin Spacey? Advanced Warfare. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was the last one yeah. I played. That was the last one I played. Oh, okay. oh Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do not endorse Kevin Spacey. No, we do not. <laughs> we do not. That's why I said. Ooh. <laughs> I don't endorse Advanced Warfare either. You can skip that one. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you the last um, Call of Duty ga- games I played was, I think Black Ops Two and 
Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was it. Those aren't bad ones to end on. I, I will say that. Yeah, and then I just kind of left the scene because a lot of people were like, oh, you should totally play because you served in the military. And I'm just like, no, nah, that's that's a not a good shitty. reason. That's not yeah, a good I'm reason. Like, that's, that's, not a, that's not a good reason for me to keep playing. That's a <laughs> shitty reason. I don't want to think about work after I'm off work. <laughs> after, I've, after I've retired from work? I don't want to think about work. That's like, yeah, that's like me coming home and playing Factory Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But I, I would rather play I Am Bread than play Call of Duty. <laughs> I Am Bread is not a bad game. <laughs> that's why I said that. Like that, I would play. I would rather play I Am Bread before I ever ever play another Call of Duty game. You know, I am the worst Call of Duty player you'll ever see. My friends only let me play with them when they're shit faced. So <laughs> where they don't hey. care. If yeah. I'm two <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm the worst too. That's why I was gonna buy the PC version and play my online my my my, my single player campaign and just move on. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, to wrap this one up, the uh, the developer is also offering uh, two free bundles of uh, to Call of War player uh, Cold War players Call of War Cold War players uh, f- featuring skins, weapon charms, blueprints, reticles, and a calling card. To claim the bundles, you'll simply need to log into Black Ops Cold War between December the 8th, which is right now, and December 15th. Uh, get it. All right, so you know you know it's not a Crossroads show if we don't talk about Cyberpunk. So here it goes. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a 48, or 43 gigabyte patch before its launch. <laughs> Okay, so everyone knows that 99% of all games receive a day one patch immediately following the launch, but a pre-patch? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but hey, I, but hey I, I, preloaded, I preloaded my copy last night. It's ready to go. <laughs> if Cyberbug tells me, like, hey, once we get download on your console, there no other games will work on your console, I'll be like, okay. You know what, Austin? Okay. You know what, Austin? You just made me paranoid for a second. Let me check my. Let me, let me check Steam for a second here. Yes, it is completely downloaded. All right. Yes, I'm. I'm good. I'm in there. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you heard that correctly. A pre-patch. Ahev is launched. Ahev is launched this week. Next week. I'm sorry, I wrote that last week. <laughs> Have is launched this week. Cyberpunk 2077 has received is receiving a sizable patch, and it appears that this is just a precursor to the actual day one patch. So yeah, this is this is not the day one patch. This is the patch before the day one patch because apparently, okay, we all know like there's been people who's been out there playing early copies and review copies and stuff like that, and they're if anything they're helping beta test the game by getting all the glitches and everything out there so so yeah this pre-patch technically is a patch that's affecting everybody that's currently playing the game for review purposes so so yeah so you know don't don't get all don't get all upset and everything you know these these things happen in the games at least uh at least they're trying to patch the game as much as possible before the game comes out yeah all right uh youtube a youtuber dreamcast guy uh, who claims to have a review copy of the game, uploaded a picture to Twitter stating that Cyberpunk 2077 has a 43 gigabyte day one patch, sharing a screenshot that says CP77 needs an update. The size the size of the update is around 43 and a half gigabytes. In response to Dreamcast guy, Guy's tweet, <laughs> CDPR, uh, C- CDPR 
PR manager Fabian Dola chimed in. I swear, this is the this is the worst show tonight with all of all these <laughs> all these words and pronunciations and syllables. <laughs> Fabian Dola chimed in saying it's an update, but fun twist, not the update we'll have for launch. <laughs> that suggests that this is a pre-release update, and there'll also be a day one patch to download when the game releases on December tenth. Let me ask you guys a question because um because. Uh, Dan, I think I already know how you feel about this because we've had conversations in, in you know, in the Boss Rush chat. Uh, I, I am indifferent to day one patches. I, I, I really am. I feel like it's the nature of the beast, and I, and I come from, I come from a day and age where, like, when you got the game, that was the game. Like, it, bugs, glitches, and all. There was no such thing as internet and, and freaking firmware updates and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> so you know when you got your copy of Street Fighter 2 and Chun-Li was doing freaking lightning kicks, you know, in the middle of the air and stuff, hey, that's what that, that was the game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or, um, or you got Guile doing, like, the handcuff glitch to where he's just got you trapped really close <laughs> and you can't get out of it, you know. That, that was it, you know? You, you okay. had to... You had to just deal. Us Tekken, you know? us Tekken gamers call that jailing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, like, I don't see why anyone would be bothered by a patch. Like, if you're out there making your game better, go for it. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to work with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, it could have always been worse. We could have been paying sixty now seventy dollars for a game, and and we just get a broken mess that never gets fixed. Oh wait a minute, we we do pay that much money, and games never get fixed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, hey, you know, just look at it this way. At least CD Projekt Red still has interest. You know, even though the game is in pre-release status right now, even they still have the interest going to like to try and make sure the game is still a phenomenal experience for you when it gets in your hands and stuff like that. So, so. To some degree, like I feel like this is a bit of non-news that uh, the games radar put out. <laughs> yeah, I called them out. I'm, I, I, I really shouldn't. That was bad tech, but I, I called them out. I'm sorry. I mean, it, uh, what what games don't have a day one patch at this point? And it's for either gigs, but I mean, I assume that's gonna download with your pre-download anyway. Sure. Did this did Assassin's Creed Unity have a day one patch? <laughs> no, it should have. <laughs> Oh man! A complete overhaul that game. <laughs> I, I I swore off Assassin's Creed after that game because I played it day one. I was really I loved Black Flag. That's my favorite one. And then I played Unity. I was like, man, this game is broken. Like it's actually <laughs> broken. Like I can't. That was the first time I ever played a game like that where I was like, I can't even play. It. <laughs> Like, why am I wasting my time? I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't continue when I saw that my guy had no face. And it was like, we literally saw his, his tongue and his eyeballs. And I was like, uh, I, I can't play this game right now. Uh, I had even worse. Like, you couldn't pick up certain collectibles and, like, the game would crash. I was like, man, this <laughs> And I didn't play Syndicate. I didn't play any other Assassin's Creed games after it's... until I eventually... People are like, you gotta play Odyssey. You gotta play Odyssey. I was like, all right, but I'm gonna it's, play Origins first. It's, it's terrible. It's good now. It's terrible. It's t it, you know, let that be a reminder. It's terrible when one game kills the entire franchise. Because wasn't there like five games before Unity came out, and then yeah. and then it hurt the sales of the next two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So. 
<laughs> so here's our final news topic for tonight. And uh, I'm going to read this one word for word directly from the site that I learned this one from. So just just bear with me, guys, because I'm probably going to be I'm probably going to be cracking up laughing hysterically when, with this one. All right. A man's wife sells his PS5 system after she discovers he lied and said it was an air purifier. <laughs> okay, if, if, no. if you are following along in the chat, I've already put the link in there. Just go ahead and click the link and follow along with me here because this is a good one. <laughs> a Taiwanese man was one of the lucky few who actually got his hands on a PlayStation 5 console. Unfortunately, his wife has never been thrilled about the amount of video games he played before he ever got his hands on PS5, so he had to hide the fact that he bought one from her. <laughs> so what does he do? He told her that it wasn't a PlayStation, but an air purifier. I'm like, first off, how, how do you get away with an excuse like that, for one? Two, like, knowing the wife, she should know what an air purifier looks like. And uh, that, for sure, ain't no damn air purifier. Like, I, I look at, every time I look at the PS5, I'm like, I'm like, yo, that's the, the PlayStation uh, Wi-Fi router. Exactly. Say it's a router. Exactly. Like, maybe my PlayStation 4 is so loud it can come off as an air purifier, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I know some women. So are, let them, what you're telling me is like, oh, when I get sick, all I got to do is turn the PS5 <laughs> on. And, and hey, it'll help me uncleanse. Hey, it'll deionize the air. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll be able to breathe in with a stuffy nose. Look, I, I, know, some, I know some women are going to be mad at me, but uh, when I say, after I say this, but. Uh, a lot of times, women do not pay attention to electronics and appliances and stuff. So I, I'm a believer that he probably fooled her with this one. <laughs> I'm surprised she just just didn't leave him, but she went and sold his damn PS5. She must have yeah. laughed. She must have laughed. <laughs> like, how can you not laugh at that? I have to assume that she's probably making all the money in actually, this relationship. Actually, you know what? With the state of the world right now of how PlayStations is, like he probably made his $500 and then some back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately for this fella, his wife was quickly able to, to tell there was a PlayStation and an air purifier and quickly <laughs> sold the gaming console out from under her husband. <laughs> According to the man... I know he's probably... Uh, himself up like just damn it actually never it on facebook actually, marketplace is like oh, i have this air purifier it's only 80 dollars. here you go actually <laughs> let me let me let me roll back my earlier statement because according to the person that bought it from her uh it was the cheapest price he ever seen <laughs> yeah i was gonna say she probably, she's probably like eh, it's probably not worth that much as an air purifier it's 60 bucks you can have it it doesn't even it, it doesn't even move air what is what's this thing good for <laughs> did you guys click the link did you guys see the pictures oh the oh the, oh, the pictures are great <laughs> Like, just like, is it is a side by side? It was a side by side of the PlayStation and then the air purifier that they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh I can, I can see, I can see. Oh it. man, that is it that's a good a that's a good line. It's it, it's yeah, it's it's uncanny. <laughs> Yo, that's that, unbelievable. I, 
I can't believe, <laughs> dude. I bet you, uh, if you don't get, you got your hands on PS Five. If you see like things being, if you sell, if you see PS Fives being sold for like three hundred bucks, I would be aware. It's probably this air purifier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I, I figured that was a good one in the the news topics on. <laughs> I need to go look. I need to go look for more comedic parts to like to like end our news events on because that one was good. <laughs> All right, so uh, so it's time for the big topic, and um, and I mentioned earlier uh, about our big topic, and that is what makes a good game a hot commodity. I mean, seriously, let's talk about this for a second. What determines if a game is good versus bad, and what determines if a game is hot? And must be included in the in all gamers' libraries. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, who wants to answer I, the I philosophical I question first? <laughs> I, I feel like um, one of the thing, one of the um, main things to make a game great is not just the graphics, but I feel like a good story and a good handle on the controls and on how to play and you know if it's it's one of those functions to where it'll keep bringing the player back in more like because i feel like with a good story you'll be able to capture the attention of the player and then you know of course graphics because everyone expects graphics this day and age to be top notch 4k almost jumping out the screen you know, let me let me let me let me jump in here real fast. Does it need to have all those elements? I I, I feel like games don't need those all those elements well, not, specifically. Not, necess- not necessarily. The only reason I bring up graphics is because we're in an era where people care more about how the game looks than how it would play. Mm-hmm. And I I think that as as even though that's nice, I would rather have a good playing game and shitty graphics than a good looking game and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Nintendo player so graphics are on the bottom of the barrel for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I, mean, like, that's I, played, I played Nintendo for about a year straight without touching my PlayStation and then I put on Final Fantasy 7 Remake and I was like... Oh my god, look at this. <laughs> like, I was just blown away. Um, I mean, it, it, to like, for a hot commodity game, I think really there's a different trend when it comes down to every generation. Like, you know, PlayStation 1 JRPGs were the king. If you had a good story, if you had at that time, yeah, graphics, um, if you had a good story and the there was replayability with that, you know, and then in the PlayStation three era, it was a little more Western RPGs where there's a lot more customization and a lot more, uh, you know, open world type games. If you catch on to that and that's probably going to make it the best right now, I don't know what a hot commodity game would be. Um, but in my opinion, I think gameplay is King right now. Because how much further can you go with graphics? Everything already really looks beautiful. Um, and you want something that's going to bring you back with replayability, customization, and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's where I'm going with. And story, obviously. 
for our first playthrough. For for a guy like me, like it's more it's more story than anything else. Yeah, the game has a beautiful skin. Yeah, it's definitely in there. Uh, but like but like I was saying earlier, well, like with The Last of Us, like that was a game in my opinion that was that was perfection. But that's just my opinion. There was just so much. There was just so much about that game. You know, like um, it was a good looking game. Yes, but it had it had an ex extremely well well written story. Um, and you know, like it actually had something that I invested in because like I. I love seeing character growth and stuff like that. I've mentioned it before, and seeing that in the game is 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 key for a guy like me. Just like Miles Morales, I'm playing Miles Morales right now, and um and I haven't beaten the game yet. I'm getting very close to beating it, and I've seen the character growth from this guy, and it's crazy because like it's, it's this high octane action game, <clears throat> you know, with all this stuff going on, and there's a story, and there's an underlying story, you know, like there's 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 a morality story in in, in there as well and stuff like that. So, me, I think the it factor for me, for most part, like, gameplay for sure, but story definitely, because, I, you know, like, a lot of these Final Fantasy games, I'm left scratching my head, because, like, the story is like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, what, what are we getting to right here, you know? Which is why... Which is why I'm so glad the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like I'm, I'm playing this game, and there's story elements that I can tell that they definitely improved upon in this game. Um, and and it's it's great, it's great to witness. Um, How far into it are you? I'm st I'm still not I'm still not past the last place. You, uh, uh, there's a funny story. Um, I uh, I I misplaced my game disc. <laughs> I found it now, but I misplaced it. It was inside. It was inside a, a case that it sh it should not have been in. <laughs> <laughs> i like i i want to say hurry up and finish it i want to talk to you about this game but cyberpunk's coming out and you still have to play last of us too so i'll talk to you about it in i will years. more more than likely this is probably what's going to happen because like there's there's nothing new going on monster hunter right now so like that's a game that Honestly, I feel like it's about to be. I'm going to beat Miles Morales as quickly as possible. So it's probably gonna, my time's probably going to be divided between uh, between Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Fire Emblem. Thank you very much, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Emblem is going to be the game. As a matter of fact, I think I said it over the weekend uh, on 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 the on the Boss Rush podcast. Fire Emblem is that game that that you know I unwind with. <laughs> <laughs> it's that game I it's that game I play when you know it's like I don't want to play the hardcore stuff even though Fire Emblem I'm not saying Fire Emblem is not a hardcore game because I'm I'm invested in it. It's just it's one of those games that you know it's like I'm in I'm in bed under covers playing this, you know. <laughs> and I not, mean it, it's a strategy RPG. It's yeah. you pick a move, you pick an attack. <laughs> like it's it's very, you know, processed versus yeah. like having to be on your toes and aware. Yep. Right? So it makes sense. Uh, Austin, did we hear from you yet? I, I, objectively, I don't know what makes a good game be or makes a, a hot commodity because there's been a lot of games that don't appeal to me that are absolutely blowing it up. Like I, I just, for me, art style is what gets me first. Mm -hmm. If you have a unique and cool art style, that's what gets me interested in your game right off the bat. But then it's story and then gameplay. I don't care about graphics i mean it can i like 8-bit era type games and i like 16-bit era type games and i just I, I mean i'll play anything as long as it's cool and different looking if it looks like another game that i've played before i usually don't give it another look you know unless i hear that's got a good story or something so um but that's all subjective 
it's all subjective. I, I I don't know objectively what makes a good game. I I don't have the skill to or the um, the mindset to be like, oh, this game's gonna be big. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like. I just I just play what I like to play. I, I see what I like to see. When the the biggest game that I was excited for for Xbox was Scalebound. That got canceled. Yes. So <laughs> I mean, so you know, the 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 game I'm most excited for for PS5 is Ratchet and Clank. You know what? You know which I'm glad you mentioned Miles Morales. So. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Scalebound because Scalebound and uh, Quantum Break were the games that were practically going to get me to buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then Scalebound got canceled. Quantum Break got announced it was coming to PC, and I was like, oh, I don't need to spend that four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I'm glad I got it. Because no, wait, wait, it was it's five. It was five hundred dollars. <laughs> but but the I, Series I S was like three hundred. Yeah. All right. Well, I got my Xbox much longer, much after it uh, released. Oh, there's that. There's that. That crazy steam radiator thing in the background. That is that your me. air purifier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my steam heater in the background. You know, it's 33 degrees out here in New York, so, you know, when it's below 60, it turns on. Oh, you know, here's here's a question then. Uh, all right, to cap this off then, since uh, since we're kind of like we're kind of like have an idea of what what we feel makes a, a game a hot commodity. Uh, let's pick, let's pick three games really quickly and just have the rest of us each person say three games and the rest of us say whether or not we feel it was a it, it's an it game or what. Um, I, I'll start. Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, it for sure. That was it. Yeah. That was legit. Okay. Um, uh, Uncharted 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Initially, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible for that because I know Austin has mixed feelings about Uncharted 2. <laughs> I like Uncharted 2. I just, I am a very much in the minority that I don't think it's the best Uncharted. <laughs> Okay. All right. And uh, and for let me see, I did a Final Fantasy game, I did an Uncharted game. Uh, let me let me see. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. That is definitely an it. I'm gonna say no on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh. I I I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, and the only reason why I agree with you. Oh, Austin, what's your what's your opinion on Snake Eater? I. I when it came out, I was a kid, so I don't—I uh, don't really know. That was a game I looked back on later. Two and three, I played on my Vita. That was actually the first time I played it. Actually, I beat three yeah. on the Vita. Yeah, I—I—I <laughs> I, I, I originally had it when it came out on PS2, but there was something about the game like I—I I did not like the transition to open world. I did not, you know, even though technically, you know, technically it wasn't really open world, but you know, like it was a different convention. Like we were used to seeing, you know, Saw Snake from that top down view and all that stuff. And, you know, Metal Gear Solid Two was something almost similar. Almost similar, but not quite the same. It's it still had it had more elements of Metal Gear Solid than it had than than it had of its own intellectual property. Um, but Snake Eater was. They dropped they dropped their ass off in that damn jungle and I was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I was like, what? That's how I felt playing Far Cry Two. Uh, I, I think it was like the only Metal Gear Solid that didn't hook me. 
yeah, all it, the other ones did. Even, you know, five was one that hooked me. Yeah, like, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3 didn't hook me initially. Like, it took me, we came on Vita, what was that, like a decade later? Yeah, I had to try to like it. That was my issue. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, those, those are my three games. Uh, who wants to go next? I can go. All right. Um, Crash Bandicoot. The, the 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 first one, not the remake. The very first one. The very first one. Yeah. Now, yes, yes, yeah. Um, Celeste, the indie ooh, game. Ooh, ooh, very much so. Okay, even though was, even though that's not the game for me, like I've seen it in action and stuff like that, and I I also say yes on that one. Like I, it's not a game I want to. It's not a game that I actively want to play. But uh, but I I do say it's up there. How about you, Doug? Wait, you? Those were your three. No, games? no, no. He's no, no. no what, what was your? What's your? Oh, what's yeah, your opinion? Sure. About? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, and then Skyrim. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Oh my god. See, I was, I have, I was in on Skyrim <laughs> day one. Like, I don't know. I feel like Skyrim kind of ran its course, especially <laughs> especially after they put it on Alexa. <laughs> now, is this when it came out or are we talking about now I think just overall as an entity right like did, did Skyrim have ever have that it factor for you 100% I, I, I have I have respect for the game but it's, it's, it's not for me because uh, I didn't have the best time with Morrowind <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know like I couldn't really get into it. I, I like watching other people play it, and I got some of the memes and all that, and then when I realized, oh shit, they're gonna try to put it on literally everything, and Alexa was the example, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Austin, what, what you got? Bioshock Infinite. Woo! Ooh, you just came out swinging, did you? I'm gonna, not? I'm gonna say yes on that one. Even though, even though, like that's a game. In my opinion, the ending did not stick the landing. Oh, I haven't man. played it. I, the series is good. I, I mean, it, it. I give it an it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games. Uh, Shovel Knight. Oh wow, you, it, wow, you are going big tonight. Yep, it, I'm going with my favorites here, man. Yeah, yeah, that's. I should give it. It is my favorite game of all time, of all time. Well, I picked two of my favorites, and I, I threw a Snake Eater in there just to see what everybody was thinking. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm just blanking on on games. What about? Uh, I'm trying to stick with PlayStation. I was gonna say a Zelda game, but I was trying to think of places. Well, no, no, which which Zelda game? Uh, I was actually thinking Link Between Worlds, the DS one. <sighs> you know, Link 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 Between Worlds. I like the game because it played on my nostalgia for a Link to the Past. I like that game, uh, but in all seriousness, I just felt like I just want Link to the Past because uh, Four Swords was Four Swords was was that game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love Four Swords. I haven't played. I haven't played it. Oh really? Oh, oh wow! Man. Yeah, okay. I, I've never owned a 
the Nintendo handheld console since Game Boy Color. Okay. Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, hopefully, and, hopefully and they bring, the, hopefully they bring back the Game Boy Advance library to like the to yeah. like the eShop and stuff like that. Because I want to play. I want this thirty fifth anniversary is coming next year. We're gonna see them all. Because I want to, I want to play, I want to play the Minish Cap again. Damn, there's so many games on DS, the 3DS DS era. You missed. Yeah, I, there's I know. so many I, games. I, I swear, it was like the Power Block guys just tell me to go out, find a DS, and play everything. Because I'm missing out on every Zelda. Yeah, like you know what? Zelda I, games you know, if I if I was if I wasn't quite ready to, to like to like break up with my 3DS, I'd send you mine right now. <laughs> yeah, I I I have a Yoshi Special Edition 3DS. <laughs> I can't part with it. <laughs> I have, I have the, I have the Monster Hunter, I, I have the Monster Hunter edition one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. I remember when that came out. I was working at Target at that time. Mm. All right, Doug, what's your three games? So, right now, like my top, one of my top games at the moment, since I'm sticking with like PlayStation, is uh, Yakuza. The very first one. Um, I would say. Not not the English dub one because we all know how the very first one on PS2. Oh, you're was. you're being too specific, man. Because uh, I, uh, I I can't I can't give that I can't give that one a a, a, comp, a vote of any any way in confidence because I've never played. Well, the you've never played. Oh my goodness! I'll be honest with you. I haven't played any of the Yakuza games, and which is crazy because thanks to like different promotions and stuff, I have four different ones. <laughs> like I have the three that are I have the two that are on Game Pass right now. <laughs> Oh I like God. them for the side stuff. I don't really care about the story, and I don't really like the fighting, but the side craziness stuff is what gets me every time. Now, I've been watching Doug play uh, the, the Like a Dragon, and that yeah. that, is making, that, that is making me want to put money down, especially because it's PS5 backwards compatible. That's making me want to put money down. Um... Dan, did you have anything you wanted to say, whether it was it or not? I haven't played it, actually, so... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. My second game, of course, is uh, Resident Evil 3. The original? Yes, the original. No. <laughs> I actually yeah. never played 3. Uh, if, if there's if there's multiple games in the series that are better than that one, then no. <laughs> what is wrong with uh, um, Resident Evil Three? No, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think if if there's better games, like I think Resident Evil Four was the it game, or Resident Two. Oh. <laughs> okay, so my thing is, I love. I love Resident Evil Three Nemesis, but I but I had I had better fun with Resident Evil Two from the PS One era. Yeah. Now now in the remake era, I actually like Resident Evil Three more than I like Resident Evil Two. <laughs> and 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 a lot of gamers will tell you Resident Evil Three is flawed because like they cut out like two segments of the game and all this stuff. And I'm like, y'all really want to fight that giant worm in the cemetery, don't y'all? <laughs> Or y'all want to really want to be in the clock tower for no reason? I don't know what this worm in the cemetery <laughs> analogy is, but all I can think of is the Alaskan no, bullworm. No, <laughs> no, so in um, in Resident Evil Three, 
there's a giant worm known as the ah. Great yeah. that you have to fight. Yeah, you fight him twice. You fight him twice because, like, you initially encounter him in the um, in the graveyard, and then you fight him again in the underground in the sanitation uh, in the in the. Uh, no, what what it is is when you're on the way back to to the to the train uh -huh. to escape. Uh, the worm breaks the floor under you, and you're in like some area to where it looks like a sewer, and you need to kind of activate the ladder or fight it. And then you fight it in the graveyard for one last time. Oh, by the way, this guy speed runs all the Resident Evil games. Just, just, just. You were, so you were, I don't, I don't you were fighting the tongue. <laughs> you weren't fighting the worm. You were fighting the tongue the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only, I only speed run like two of the games. <laughs> I, I played Resident Evil one, four, and seven, and I don't know why, but that's just the way that it's happened. Is I played one on. Uh, when they remastered it or remade it, and then four I played on GameCube, and then seven I played, and I really liked seven, but I, I, I never went back to two and three and five and six, and I definitely plan on playing two and three of the remakes. Honestly, uh, two and two, two is such a blast. Yes, it is. Honestly, to yeah. an to an extent, I I like Code Veronica more than I like Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, and that says a lot, because I I basically can... I, back when Resident Evil 3 Nemesis was a thing, I could speedrun that sucker. <laughs> Wait, do you guys not like Resident Evil 4? Doug, you seemed a little upset that I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Resident Evil 4 is so overrated. People praise the fuck out of Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Like, it's got skip to the entire gaming console and all that. Like, they literally... They well, what about you as a person? Not not what everybody else thinks. Yeah, yeah, take yeah, yeah, take like, take, the, I, take the take the bias out of it. Take it, like what did you think when you played it the first I, 40 times because I played it that many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I played it, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was the greatest game. Like I to me, I still feel like Leon is a character that still needs more development like he's willing to drop everything the moment ada comes into the picture uh I, he he's he's not that appealing to me i feel like i feel like leon's a much better character in the resident evil movies and i'm talking about the 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 cg movies not the not the resident evil not resident evil 5 that he was in mm -hmm. <laughs> uh six you know this is probably no no, no he was in, no he was in R, it was it was re5 um it was the, uh, Chris was in RE5. Leon was in RE6. Okay, okay, okay. Ed and I just did a week, uh, just did a recap of the entire Resident Evil movie franchise. Uh, <laughs> one was oh the movie franchise. Yeah, the movie franchise. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the fifth movie. Yeah. Um. In, okay. The reason why I had such a visceral reaction to Resident Evil 4 when you mentioned it is because Resident Evil 4 like changed a little too much, and I'm one of those people that I get I get that 3D motion sickness slash vertigo with certain with certain games, and that game the controls were way too tight. So like when you're doing that little that little fast that little fast about face thing, that mm. that whipping around like it, it made me sick to my stomach. I had to stop playing the game. So I oh wow, I have a bad experience of it. Like I, apparently, apparently it's been it's it's been corrected now in like all of its various iterations as it's been re released. Um, what did you play it on the first time? Initially, I played it on GameCube. 
And then the GameCube I, controller was like perfect for that game too. It was, was yeah, awesome. it was, it was. And then, uh, and then I gave it another attempt when it came out on PS2. Uh, it still wasn't, it still wasn't the best. I was still getting that knot in my stomach, so I, I didn't really pick it up again. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing the Switch version has like is the superior version. It's I, I replayed it on Switch, and it was one of those things where I was like, because I had only played it on GameCube, and I was like, is this another game I want to leave in the past? But I ended up playing it, and I was like, god damn, this is so good. So you know, <laughs> I love that game. Honestly, eventually, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to play it because I've seen I've seen playthroughs. I've actually watched like the the video the video documentary where basically someone turned around and made the best parts of the game into a movie to watch on YouTube and stuff like that. And um, it's it's got me interested. I mean, like the Ada Wong stuff is a little crazy in my opinion, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, too, like I'm not a big shooter guy, and this is probably the most. Um, I would say this is the most approachable Resident Evil game there is. So people who really love that genre of gaming, um, it's probably isn't for them for that reason. So you know, I, I kind of I do understand that aspect as well. I still have one more game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think my last game is probably going to be uh, The Evil Within Two. Oh damn! Sorry, I didn't hear you. The Evil Within Two. Mm. I've never played that one, so I can't. I can't make yeah. a really good. I can't make a really good vote on it. But I've seen stuff on it, and it looks like it has the potential to be an it game. There, there was a, f- a boss fight that I saw a clip of that looked really cool. But other than that, it did. It didn't appeal to me because the first Evil Within didn't appeal to me either. So I just kind of... I never played it. Mm-hmm. That's one of those I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it games because, like I said earlier, like art style is like a big thing for me and it just kind of looked like another typical horror game. I was like, well, I, I'll get to it when I get to it kind of a thing. But maybe if I played it, I would feel different. All right, well, there we have it. Um, so, it's hard to say for sure what makes games a hot commodity, but it sounds like gameplay is, gameplay is one of the biggest aspects of it because in this day and age, every game looks phenomenal as far as graphics go. Uh, story has something to play into it, but at the same time, I think one thing that I think one thing we missed was a uh, replay factor. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying with like the uh, kind of the trendy part of it. Like the oh. first time you go through its story, but then the replay factor is what brings you back, and that's yeah, that's the game that kind of always takes off, right? Yeah. Who has time to replay games? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have a I have a backlog of games. It's probably like five hundred games deep now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep saying I have the biggest backlog, but then I keep in, I keep playing Fire Emblem over and over. Yeah. <laughs> man, who man who and, who are you kidding? <laughs> I can't replay a game without feeling guilty. Like oh, like, wow. I, like I I love the Bioshock series and I will replay those every now and then. I'll replay like Arkham games and stuff like that, like series that I love. But every time I play, I'm like, I could be getting trophies in like some other man, game. I could be s- playing some other game. Man, you sound like me every time I decide to do a front to back of the Dead Space series. You you sound just like me. It's like I could have yeah. been playing something else. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, there there's always gonna be those games like I I will forever play Bioshock and Arkham and Shovel Knight and Mega Man and like I'll always replay those games just because yeah. I can go back to them. But all right, all right. So we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap that one up. Uh, you guys think we have time to hit rumor control? Because uh, I, I it's a fun one. <laughs> I'm good. All right, so Rumor Control, uh, just for people who don't know about it, Rumor Control is basically the segment where we sit down and we talk about the stuff that in, vi- in the video gaming community, there's something that's always being spoken about, and, nine times, and sometimes it's not even true. Sometimes it's just somebody just putting it out there you know, in the ether to figure things out, uh, and we're here to either figure out if it is a rumor or if there's some truth to it or let you know, like, hey, don't even bother with it. So tonight... This rumor is kind of being sparked on something that we've seen. Uh, has Gran Turismo 7 been pushed back from the first half of 2021? Uh, the reason why we asked that question... Uh, wait a second. Oh no, I lost the... I lost the... I lost the... Ha! I lost the link. Oh well. Okay. You lost the link. I lost the link. You yeah. want me to put it in the chat? Yeah, put it in the chat for me, please. Uh, so okay. basically, this this is an odd one for us here. Terminology for Gran Turismo 7's release date has apparently changed and is making gamers scratch their heads. On Monday, a new video for the PlayStation 5 for PlayStation 5 debuted on PlayStation Europe's uh, YouTube page, and it shows Gran Turismo 7 as a quote unquote coming in 2021 title this changes things because november's playstation 5 launch trailer which featured gran turismo 7 along with ratchet and clank rift apart and returnal uh it showed that the game was slated for the first half of 2021 but now the jargon inside the inside the uh the newest trailer shows that it's coming in 2021 so that that link was uh from last week's story that's what's wrong with it yeah yeah i just realized that (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and it's just like no, it's all jargon. It looks like I'm some kind of Russian, uh, Russian bot. I'll, 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 I'll see if I can find it. So, uh, so, so, anyway, but what do, you, uh, but what do you guys think? Do you got okay? So I know this. Like, like, Dizzle Polyphony takes a while to make these games. So remember in November when they said that it was going to be a first half 2021 title, and we we're like, what? You telling me you telling me a Gran Turismo game is going to come out in the first year of, the, of a PlayStation cycle and not like the the end of life for, for a PlayStation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it was one of those where I could see it happening, just the way Sport came out and the way that they didn't have seven seven was supposed to be a PS4 game, like and then just that never never got put together, uh, but. It was like it was like this is a little too early. I, I feel like it's a little too early, and they're they're kind of in trouble here with Gran Turismo. They really got to nail this. They are getting smoked by Forza. In the that's, racing yes, that's true. That's like, true. I have a lot of friends in the racing community. I'm not a big sim racer. I definitely like arcade racers more. But all my friends have switched over to Forza. Like all of them. Mm-hmm. They, they, the Gran Turismo just I I think ever since really. Five was probably the last one, but six was kind of one they were iffy on. But then it didn't come out, and they got Sport. But Sport seemed to be better for the VR than it really did as a just a base game. And so they were like, Forza's knocking out of the park. And if you don't like Forza, you got Forza uh, Wildlands or is it Forza Horizon? Forza Horizon. So. I just downloaded Forza Horizon because uh, I got a, I got a new monitor, 
And uh, let me let me tell you, it's an ultra wide, and um, I never thought I'd fall in love with a, with a with a simulation racing game. Have you done the Lego stuff? No, I have not. Oh, dude, you gotta check out the Lego DLC. <laughs> okay, it's great. Uh, I I kind of agree with you, Austin. I, I feel like I feel like Gran Turismo might be in trouble if they don't if they don't do something here because. As a PlayStation gamer, I've I, I've had very lukewarm uh, lukewarm feelings towards the last few Gran Turismo games. As a matter of fact, I skipped I completely skipped the last two. Um, my roommate had my roommate had the one that was um my, my roommate had Sport, and I played that for maybe for all of forty minutes and just moved on. You know, but but also I'm the type of person like uh, like I I spent. A million hours on Gran Turismo one, two, and three back in the day. So, so I was actually getting tired of like just doing the whole like the, the whole like performance tuning and all that stuff. It was it was, it, you know, and and shoot, to show you how hardcore I was, I wasn't I was in a I was in a racing league where we would where we would online where we would upload our information online and stuff and then make comparisons and and we actually had simulated like like championship cups and stuff like that like i was i was big into it i was big into it and everything no 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 no. i wasn't i was not i was not (laughs) i've never been i've never been that hardcore where i need the pedals and the steering wheel and all so i've never been that hardcore as a matter of fact I think the most peripheral crazy I ever got was like with the with the music game stuff. So like Dance Dance Revolution with the pads, uh, Beat Mania with the freaking DJ controller, and of course DJ Hero. Uh, I did not go the rock band route because that's just way too much stuff in my house. <laughs> I have a I have a distant uncle, and I won't say how much he spent on his uh, racing gear with the like the pedal and the the seat that moves. He has the car a seat. Oh the monitors. He's spent more on that than I've spent on an actual brand new car. <laughs> so I, I yeah, like it's insane the 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 length and extent that people go into these games. Right. I respect it though. I respect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you got that money, why not? Hmm. Mm. So yeah, uh, Dan, Doug, did you guys want to want to add in add on that or? I mean, if the game is getting pushed back, then, you know, they should take whatever time that they need to try to also, you know, fix whatever they're fixing to optimize the game and make it uh, either accessible or playable or catch the, their community's attention. Mm-hmm. So, that, But they shouldn't take too much time, otherwise they just might lose their support us. I feel like uh, I feel like this uh, this entry to Gran Turismo is probably going to be a game changer. I mean, the stuff I've seen on it, if it's to be believed, like it looks like it's going to be an amazing game and stuff like that, you know. But I will say this: take a take a take a page from CD Projekt Red's playbook. Push the game back if you need time to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's not like we're going to run out of games to play. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. And I, I, th- I think this particular racing community, you know, the majority of them, they can wait. And I think they're they, they want a good game rather than just a game to be thrown out there. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to sink thousands and thousands of hours into this. I mean, the only game, the only Gran Turismo game I played was Gran Turismo 2. Yeah. And I burnt myself out so bad yeah. <laughs> off of that game Same that I here. never mm-hmm. touched a Gran Turismo mm-hmm. game again. Yeah. I was yep. like, man, I'm done. 
I didn't touch it until Sport with the VR. That was the first time I had played Gran Turismo since two. Yeah, so, that's a little different with the VR. Yeah, and it's great. Like I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> man. Let you me, can burn yourself out unless you're really into it. <laughs> man, let me tell you, when Gran Turismo Four came out, like man, the. Ha- the how loud my heavy sigh was could be heard around the world. <laughs> All right, so uh, so there you have it. We if uh, Gran Turismo like right now it looks like it's coming in twenty twenty one. So you know, like I mean, it's it's not that big of a shocker for me if it doesn't come out on time. In all honesty, because most Gran Turismo games have never come out the day they're supposed the day they're supposed to come out when they're initially announced. So you know. Hey, I mean, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Returnal are still coming. <laughs> and uh, we know for sure those are games I'm getting. I'm getting both of those games. As a matter of fact, yeah. I don't know which one I'm more excited for, Ratchet and Clank, or if I'm more excited for Returnal, because Returnal looks like my type of game. I mean, I know what I'm more excited for, but I'm also excited for Returnal. <laughs> because I, I love them. I love them. Yeah. All right, so uh, so so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, all right, so guys, what have you guys been playing or or doing? Uh, Nelly couldn't be with us tonight because uh, because she is taking finals. It's finals week for her, so uh, so that's been her thing. And um, we appreciate you, Dan, for coming in and sitting in for her tonight. Oh, thanks so much for having me, you guys. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what games have you been playing right now? So when it comes to PlayStation, I've actually been kind of slogging along with uh, Crash 4. Um, Those levels are long, and they've got a lot of hidden shit in them, so I'm kind of exploring around everything there. I've also Um, heard that game is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I play a couple of levels at a time, so, you know, (laughs) and then I just kind of move on. Um, I wrapped up Ghost of Tsushima recently, probably a month ago, and... um, Mostly on PlayStation, I kind of just play sports games with my friends, Madden and 2K. See, I need to pick up Ghost of Tsushima. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking myself because that that flash sale that you and that you and Celeste told me about, that thing was only on sale for like five hours. Uh. <laughs> I, I actually saw online complaints because it, 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 it dropped to twenty dollars, and I saw, and I saw people when I looked it up, I saw people complaining. They, they actually made a Reddit post talking about how it was only on sale for like X amount of hours. And I was like, that's not really a real flash sale. Well, technically it's a flash sale because, you know, it, it happens, you know, whatever. But yeah, right. it was like, no no one even knew it was on sale. So how are you going <laughs> to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you're playing? Um, aside from a couple of Nintendo games, huh, that's about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Doug, which, uh, what's, what's in your system right now besides Yakuza, like a dragon? No, you can talk about it. You can talk about it. Well, I'm actually at the end of the game. Oh, yeah? Last, uh, yeah, last night on YouTube, I made it uh, to the to the end game of it. So tomorrow, I'm going to be finishing up uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. I still need to go back to playing Crash 4 and a couple of the other um, Yakuza games. I'm thinking about going back to finishing up this DLC for... Pokemon Sword and Shield, since um, I've been playing that a little bit on and off, mm-hmm. and and I might, I'm thinking I might start No More Heroes, since I have No More Heroes 1 and 2 on my Switch. Either that, or I might just start it from No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise on the 
PS3. Alright, cool, cool. Awesome. Uh, I, on Xbox, I'm still playing Alice, and on Switch, I'm still playing Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I, I'm slow through games. I have to explore everything, and I'm playing a game on every console, and I'm also reading books more all of a sudden. Hey, nothing wrong so with that. It, it's, it's, it's become a problem as far as, like, <laughs> getting games done. <laughs> but, uh, on PlayStation, um, I really didn't play anything, um... But I did play some new stuff. I played I, I play Black Ops Cold War. I spoke my opinions uh, last on last week's show. It, the multiplayer is just kind of eh. And uh, I'm, I'm but I'm looking forward to the double XP and the and season one. And then I also played Rocket Arena, <laughs> which um, I played on Xbox, but I was so dis like interested in the game that i was playing that i forgot about it i ended up playing it on uh, playstation i was like oh yeah i did play this game again <laughs> i thought it was a brand new game that was coming on playstation that we get free that <laughs> month it turns out i played it on xbox months ago wait wait, wait uh, which, which game rocket arena oh okay 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 uh, that was EA's like three on three third person overwatch character based edit <laughs> yeah, it's just, I was like, why? But I was like, maybe I'm actually... I Ironically, though, I was actually really good at the game, playing on multiplayer. I was like, huh, maybe I like this game now that I'm good at it. Maybe I like this uh, game. <laughs> but, uh, and then I also played Worms Rumble, which was the other free game on PS Plus. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually enjoy it. It's fun. It's, uh... It's, there's... I think it's up to thirty. I, I we had thirty people in one game. What? It's free for all. People just shooting at each other. Wild weapons. It's a giant map. Like it's a big map. There's like uh, plenty to explore during the map. Uh-huh. And I think they they have you know they have a free for all where you're just trying to get as many kills as you can. And then there's one where you could do teams, and it's like a battle royale where you're the last team to survive or. Uh, there's single battle royale as well, um, and it's 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 pretty fun. Um, I'm not good at it, but it's pretty fun. And <laughs> I, I like the Worms games, and I think this was actually a good way to like kind of differentiate themselves because I felt like you know every Worms game has like been pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But this one, you're 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 moving. You're not. It's not like you take turns. You're you're all moving at the same time. It's really chaotic, and it's pretty fun. Okay. So, all right um as for me i am finally about to finish up miles morales yay uh so that's that's one that's one game that won't be pulling my attention for cyberpunk when it comes out on thursday uh, actually actually it's funny because um I, I i just looked at steam and the date change it says it says the ninth now that I, it's playable for me oh boy yeah yeah, so oh, so I so I so Spider Man is on borrowed time. If I don't finish it, it's <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Logan's gonna kill you. It sounds like you need to finish it tonight. Uh, yeah, as a matter as a matter of fact, as soon as we get out of here, I'm probably gonna like spend some time on it, which means no Fire Emblem for me tonight, which is the other game I'm actively playing right now. Um, and yes, um, and Final Fantasy VII remake, which um, I promise you, I promise you, uh, Dan by saturday we'll have some stuff to talk about in that game <laughs> oh 
we we can't talk about it till it's over. So you got to find that. Oh, disc. okay, okay. Oh, I found it. Oh, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> because when it's when the game finishes, mm-hmm. that's when there's something to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. All right, good to know. All right, so uh, so just a reminder before we head out, uh, head over to BossRushGames.com and take a look at all the content that Boss Rush has to offer. Uh, this week, our friends over at Arsenal X discussed the uh, the Bioware shakeups. Have uh, discussed the Bioware shakeups. Arsenal X happens on Sunday nights, uh, as well as the uh, keys to making a great sandwich in their 120th episode. Which uh, which you know what I will say this. Uh, since I've since I've become a member of uh, Boss Rush Games, like all I do is eat now. <laughs> <laughs> my personal trainer is going to kill me come January 1st. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that's a perfect time, New Year's resolution, to say <laughs> it won't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, 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 Dan uh, over at Pal Block with uh, Eddie V and the, and the rest of the crew uh, just wrapped up their 224th episode. Uh, but uh, but that's not available just yet online, so just head over and check out episode 223 and the and their overall disappointment with Nintendo shutting down the Smash Bros. tournament. Um, I I caught I caught the discussion. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good discussion, and and you know what, Dan? I swear, I, I feel like you should be a lawyer. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's like you know all the clauses and all the all, all the catch all the catch 22s that I, to ca- keep people from going to jail. <laughs> I. I don't know. I, I guess some of these things kind of just make sense to me. Um, yeah. You know, like when I see I, Nintendo's had a ton of bad publicity lately, but when I look at it, I'm just like, those are just standard business practices. That, <laughs> like, you know, that, that's true. And I, and, and I actually understand that. So, you know, even though I may sound like, you know, I'm just coming in, you know, like all guns blazing at Nintendo, I understand, you know, like they. They're they're a company. They're they're in the business of making money. They have to protect their properties because if you don't protect your properties, you're not going to be. They're not going to be financially beneficial for you in the long run and stuff like that. You know. Uh, so yeah, I, I get it. You know, I'm just I'm just one of those passionate gamers. But um, but you know, sometimes I just feel bad for for actual Nintendo fans because I feel like Nintendo fans they are like the real part of the gaming of the gaming community in all seriousness. Um, I mean. For every for every one PlayStation gamer, there's like seven Nintendo gamers. <laughs> right. and, and, uh, and I just do wish that Nintendo had that human element about them when it yeah. came to their PR team and just even being somewhat transparent about things that are going on. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are different ways to handle these situations. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Nintendo for doing these things, but like, I will look at it and be like, okay, well. They're not doing anything out of line. Yeah, <laughs> like that's kind of how I honestly, feel honestly, about it. honestly, with all the stuff that goes on with Nintendo properties and stuff, I'm surprised we don't hear of more lawsuits. In all honesty, so yeah, I will say that Nintendo is not the bad guy that we seen that we try to make them be online. Where they're they're not. They're they're at the end of the day, they're doing what they have to do for their business, and and I completely understand it because you know, like if um if I if I owned my, if I owned the company I work for, the IT company and stuff like that, I'd be doing my damn. Well, I, I'm supposed to act like it's my company anyway but i'd be doing my damnedest to protect the property i i would right and and with my job i have to do a lot of this when it comes to marketing and i i pay attention to this stuff a lot so this is kind of just see that's what that's why you have a better you have a better you have a better aptitude for it because you're you're in something that's more in line to that exactly whereas so whereas i'm just a worker just bee kind of click with it and i i don't i 
and maybe this is just me in life, but I never think about anything with emotion. <laughs> like, I just like, my first thing is always like, this is why this happened. Like everything's yeah. so regulated yeah. in my mind, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, you can, you guys out there, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. You can keep up the chat and the conversation going with us uh, over at Twitter at PS underscore Crossroads, where we hold it down with more news and events. But before I let you guys go, uh, give yourself some shout outs. Where can we find you guys at? Uh, Dan, go first. You can find me on Twitter at DCDM99. You can also see us uh, see me on Nintendo Power Block. Uh, the episode that's coming out tomorrow is where Ed and I really talk about eating my shoe and the speculation on the <laughs> Switch Pro that's going to come out in spring. <laughs> and uh, check out some of my articles on www.bossrushgames.com. Uh, All right, cool. Uh, Doug? So you can find me on Twitter at Doug Redfield. 87. You can find me on YouTube at Doug's Gaming Channel and Twitch at Doug Gaming 05. I'm also a co-partner to an indie company called Red Age Studios in which you can look at our upcoming game that we're making called Overnight Zero. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com backslash ready studios and facebook as well as um facebook.com backslash ready studios all right awesome you can find me at place dawson on twitter you can find me on that same name on psn you can find me at red Fanta panda on xbox and just ask me for my switch code because i won't remember it <laughs> Um, and then, of course, check me out on Trash Talk on Wednesdays. Dan, are you on this week? Are you coming back on this week? Uh, trash Talk I can't do this week. Three okay. nights in a row recording. I think my girlfriend might stab me. Yeah. <laughs> I that. You, you might wake up with her standing over you with a knife. Talking about, so when are we going to spend time together? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm fortunate my wife works all, like she works pretty late in the night. So three nights recording isn't bad. But yeah, if she worked days, I'd probably be in the doghouse more than I already am. But yeah, uh, so yeah, check me out on Trash Talk. Check me out on Land Party on Thursdays. I don't know who's going to be on that show this week. I really don't know. I'm in charge of it, which oh. is scary. Oh, wait. Well, you yeah, Let me know if you need... Wait, uh, wait Thursday. Yeah. Because Ed and I are doing something tomorrow night. We're doing an optional. We're doing an optional opinion about GameStop, which I, I, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if what I think I, I must have gotten drafted because of my. That be, might get scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed has some hot takes there. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Ed, Ed always has hot takes. My computer overheats every time he spits them out. <laughs> I, I, I swear. I, 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 I swear. Like I always know when something's going on in, in the Twitch in the Twitter chat because like my phone just starts just starts vibrating like ding, 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 it's ding. popping off and there's 90 messages you know ed is throwing out some something <laughs> see i like i like to have the uh, notifications off just because you know I, I try to turn notifications off for everything except for text messages and phone calls but 
some about it just like I'll be listening to a <laughs> podcast or listening to music or whatever, and then all I hear is ding. Ding, ding. Oh, like, oh, there it goes Ed. There it goes the rod. There it goes. Wait, wait, wait. How I get in it? Well, usually you're in it with Ed's, with, with Ed's in it. Oh, it's, it's always, it's always LaRon starting to pile on Ed. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Ed. I love you, Ed. Despite what these guys are saying, I love you, man. Uh, uh, so check out Land Party and check out Short Sighted Cinema. It's a new movie podcast that I'm part of, and we are watching the le- <laughs> we are watching the Star Wars Christmas special, the original. Oh, and oh no! Lego <laughs> Star Wars Christmas special, the new one. So we'll be watching both of those and uh, podcasting <laughs> oh, about it. Oh my god! I am looking forward to the Lego one. I will say that I'm not looking forward to the to the one that I've got to just watch on YouTube because no one cares if you copyright that or you know no one cares about a copyright for that. You're not watching. You're not watching the Family Guy one. Oh, see, <laughs> uh, we might have to. I <laughs> have to. Right. All right, and and as for me, uh, you can catch me uh, at Exodus eight zero three on various social medias um also uh my twitch channel which you're watching this uh, tonight twitch.tv slash xs803 and uh xs803 is also my uh, my gamer tag so like you can find me on on the various I'm, I'm pretty much on every on every service with that so steam playstation network uh xbox uh i'll, I'll give you guys my switch code that that thing's obnoxious <laughs> hey if you if you throw your switch code on our Discord or on our uh, our boss rush game, we've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers lately. So as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, uh, do you have the uh, the Discord info? What uh, what is it? Because I, I meant to add that in here, but I did not. So Discord, it's kind of tough to just plug uh, live. We should probably just put it in um, one of our headers. And say find our Discord there. As a matter of fact, yes, uh, that that probably works. Um, let me see something yeah. here. I did download. I got Smash Bros. downloaded now, so I don't have an excuse not to get my ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, regardless, it's a lot of fun. We, Dave, uh, David, and Ed from the Pow Block Podcast, we've been having a good time playing. All right. Well. That's our time for the night. Everyone here at Crossroads and the rest of the Boss Rush Games family wants you all to have a great night. Uh, go out there, of course. Uh, play games. Be better. Have fun. Be nice to everybody. Uh, can I add anything else that's that's positive and uplifting? Uh, sh- shoot. Uh, uh, we've got one more. Sh- Actually, wait. We've got one more show before uh, before we're off for Christmas week. Uh, stay clean and healthy. Stay clean and healthy. Okay. Uh, and then- <laughs> And then Austin, Eat plenty of fiber. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, Austin, uh, do you, uh, are we coming back for uh, for New Year's week? Are we coming back for that week? Uh, I'm down, honestly. Okay, if you all are down, so we'll see. We can do an end of the year kind of thing, just a fun episode. We don't have to do news. I don't know. I, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that one will be that one will be pretty unscripted. <laughs> let me let me pitch an idea. How about a year in review for PlayStation? A year in review for PlayStation. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Do you want to yeah. come? Do you want to come back for that one? I'll 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 come back for that one. All for right. Sure. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, uh, that's it. That's it for tonight. Uh, we'll be back here next week for one more show, and then we'll be off for Christmas. So you guys have a good night out there. Thanks to my panel for joining me tonight. 
you guys are the best, and uh, that's our show for tonight. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Take care.